popular girls on the internet. Hello, cats and kittens, and welcome to the most popular girls on the internet, Our Dumb Lives, where we talk about our dumb lives. Yay! How's your dumb life doing? <laughs> I am your host, Tara, and with me here in Island Bunker T is Miss Cassandra. Yes, we are recording again in the morning because... We drank Bloody Mary just last night and then got too tired. Yeah. But we have had a lot of caffeine this morning, so we're is, very hyper. Is this not an evolution of age? <laughs> just call this episode hot coffee. Well, I think in the first uh, iteration of our podcast, we were more uh, devoted to um, getting things done on Friday. Well, because you didn't stay overnight, right? Right. And we lived like a block from each other. Yeah. So we could, you know, and we were just like, there were times when we were like, oh, we don't want to record, but we have to record. And then we would record and get into it and everything. But yeah, now we don't have to. We can do it in the morning too, baby. We can do it in the morning. We can do it in the night. I would like to apologize for the fact that uh, we recorded an episode after Crypticon in November and uh, it just uh, never quite got edited. Tara had some life crap happen, and then I said I would edit it, and then I kind of just totally forgot, and I feel really bad. <laughs> you forgot. I would remember, like, in the place where I couldn't edit, you know, I'd be like at work, oh, shit, I gotta, gotta edit <laughs> podcasts, and I'd get home, and I'd just be like, la, 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 I'm gonna watch some Frasier with Jeff. <laughs> You know, I get that way, too. Like, oh, I should unpack my winter sweaters. <laughs> I get home, it's like, you know, Red Dead sounds pretty good right about now. Yeah. So, well, you know, before when we did it weekly, it was like, you know, there was a cadence to it. You knew every other week you were editing. Because so. it was pretty much you were the next. You yeah. have to have it published before you do the next show. Do the next show. <laughs> So since we're being all loosey-goosey, but I don't know. Happy holidays to everyone. We'll get a little bonus episode. So you'll have a Halloween episode and a Christmas episode. Yeah. And I don't know if I'll release them separately or just have one big show. I'm not sure. Probably Mm. separately. We'll see what happens. (laughs) Context. Context. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. It's been... uh, I don't know. It's been a fun couple months or month and a half. I don't know. How long have we gone without recording? It was since, like, right after after CryptoCon. Yeah. Yeah. Which was fun. But we don't need to talk about that because, you know, we talked about it a whole bunch in the last show that you haven't heard. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you got your Christmas shopping done? You know, I have very little Christmas shopping to do now that I'm old and childless. (laughs) You know, me too. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, you know, self, I think what I'd like to do this year is donate to charity. Yeah, I actually did a few different things this year uh, charity-wise. So where I work, it's a big company, so there's a few different charity things they do, and... um, One of them was when you'd walk in, there was a sign and it was like for military families in need. And then they have little tags on the sign with somebody's name and what their Christmas present they wanted was. 
And I was walking in and I saw that Naomi, age 15, wanted a sewing machine. And I'm just like, oh my God, I get to buy a sewing machine for somebody. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> somebody who's really going to appreciate it. And I'm like, maybe she'll be a fashion designer or maybe she just can't like afford her clothes. You know, she wants to make her own clothes because she doesn't have a lot of money. Or maybe she wants to make cool stuff and sell it on Etsy. Or... Isn't it interesting how we attach like a personality to this person we don't? <laughs> don't know well it's like a card what i like donating to things like that because it is you know i have her name and i know how old she is so i can sure. kind of like imagine like why would she want a sewing machine what would she do it's so the i like it better than like toys for tots where you just like give something anonymously and, and you don't, you don't yeah, know yeah it just it makes it feel more personal so for for the ornament i picked it just said senior female target gift card <laughs> So I did you do that at your work too this year? Yeah. So I imagined a little old lady going to buy her prescriptions. (laughs) Oh, that's nice. Or maybe, or maybe she was going to get a gift for like a grandchild or something. Yeah, they could. You could do gift cards too, but uh, they had those, and they had ones, and then like so they put those out right around Thanksgiving. And then a little while later, another sign came out for, like, children's gifts. And they it, they were really cute. They were kids had, you know, actually written down what they want, you know, so it was, like, mm-hmm. little drawings and stuff. But I was like, hmm, I wonder if they're <laughs> – there's, like, these competing charities. The military families got there first, so the, <laughs> the children's gift people are like, what? <laughs> it's like Tale of Two Cities. And then uh, the other thing they did was uh, they had – a bunch of gift baskets. So different departments put gift baskets together and then you could buy raffle tickets and the money went to Toys for Tots. And then you got to pick which which baskets you wanted to put your raffle tickets in. Yeah. And there was probably about 20 of them and there were some good ones. There was like one was a season opener tickets to the twins in the company's, you know, box and like all this stuff and, you know, and then there was one that was like a family fun pack. So it was like eight tickets to Valley Fair, which is like a local amusement park. And well, that's cool. know, six tickets to the Science Museum. And there was like all these different tickets. There were ones that were, you know, bo- uh, baskets of board games for family game night. There was a spa one. But I was like, my strategy, I'm going to pick a couple. I'll, I'll put things, you know, one ticket and all the good ones. But I bought 25 tickets and I'm like, well... I'm going to pick a couple of the baskets that I don't think many people will right. <laughs> will put it in. So I put one, put like six in a basket that was Bloody Marys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I put about six in another that was like dog toys and, and stuff for my dogs. And I won the Bloody Mary basket. I was so excited because I love raffles, but I never win. <laughs> so it's like, yes! And then I get it home and it's like... Okay, there's a liter of vodka, another 750 milliliter, that was Sky Vodka, there was a 750 milliliter of Absolute Pepper Vodka, and then there's another 750 milliliter of like a hot pepper, more like a local brewing company, I think, um, kind of more, you know. What do you want to call it? Boutique or That's <laughs> a lot of milliliters. I know. And then there's like six different margarita or Bloody Mary mixes. That's liters of milliliters. 
and olives and pickles and cups and all. So I'm just like, man. So that's why I brought some over here last night so we could drink some because I'm like, I'm going to have Bloody Marys for the next two years. (laughs) All this stuff. But that was fun. And then also... uh, Our friend Randy, he runs a charity called Backpack Project Minnesota. Yeah. And what they do is they um, fill backpacks for homeless youth. So they buy all the backpacks and then they fill it with all sorts of things. So like shaving kits or tampons or uh, water bottles. And they try to put a $10 gift card in there. Mm-hmm. And scar- in the winter, they do scarves and hats and bandanas. and So it's like all these things that they pack them with. And a couple weekends ago, they had a sew-a-thon. So I went and hung out all day and sewed a bunch of scarves and handkerchiefs. So that was really oh, fun cool. just sitting around and gabbing and did you bring your sewing machine with? Or? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, everybody cool. brought their sewing machines, and I bought. I still need. I have a bunch of bandanas. I still need to make, but <laughs> that'll have to be for the next round because they their cutoff was. I think this weekend they're they're packing all the backpacks. So, so those are my charity activities because I just I don't know. It's weird. I'm at the point in my life now where like my brothers and sisters and I we don't exchange gifts. We haven't exchanged gifts. In years, once they started having kids, and I would give their kids presents, but right. not them. And, you know, they don't give me presents either, so it's like, <laughs> once in a while, you know, if I see something, I'll I'll get it for them. And then, um, you know, my nieces and nephews are all grown up, and I, you know, a while ago I made a rule that said, okay, once you're over 18, if you don't give me presents and acknowledge me, I'm not giving you presents. <laughs> Makes sense. Which seems kind of harsh, but at the same time, it's like, hey, you know what? I'm human, too. I'm not just a gift giver. (laughs) And so we really just have um, my in-laws and then my sister-in-law's family, and she just has one kid. And we we, we actually see them on Christmas, so then, you know, we all exchange gifts. So, yeah, I just have – and then my mom and dad, that's pretty much it. I gave you – I made checks mix, so that's what I'm doing. I'm making a bunch of checks mix. And I don't know if you have such a thing in the UK for the UK listeners. Chex is a kind of cereal. And in the 70s, they invented a snack mix you could make with their cereal called Chex Mix. It was the most boring cereal, so they had to (sighs) do something. I kind of like Chex cereal, but Chex Mix, oh my God. I remember having it in the 70s and just being like, this is like the best thing that's ever happened. <laughs> we're, ch- we're, we're Chestershire sauce. We're Chestershire sauce. That's the key to an awesome Chex mix. I think it's called Worcester. I know, but <laughs> in the U.S., we're Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire. It's, I think, in the U.K., it's just Worcester sauce. <laughs> And yeah, but I was like, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make a whole bunch of different kinds of Chex mix. So now in the '70s, there's the original that has the Worcestershire Shire Shosh. And but now you, there's all sorts. So I gave Tara, I gave you Cheesy Ranch, and there's these ones called Muddy Buddies, which are like a peanut butter chocolate. 
I am in love with Muddy Buddies. Oh, good. Yeah, so then I made some sriracha one. I made some caramel corn kind of one. Uh, so, yeah. Wow, you make me feel so lazy. What I do? I kind of plopped on the couch and <laughs> played some Red Dead. <laughs> Sorry. I've just been a busy bee this holiday season. <laughs> Chex Mix is super easy to make, though. You mix it up and you put it in the oven and that's it, right? So it's not like... Although today I'm going to to make a, a bouche de Noël with my cousin, also known as a Yule Log. <laughs> I, don't anyway. know what, I don't know which sounds worse, Yule Log or bouche de Noël. It's a bouche de, de Noël. That is... Uh, no, no, no. That's French for Christmas blog. <laughs> bush to Noel. <laughs> Who's Noel and why do you have his bush? <laughs> <laughs> That's for me to know. Yeah, so I don't know. Been having fun. Going to go to Winnipeg for my in between the holidays. My company closes the week between Christmas and New Year's. You know, mine does too. Mine has a, ours has a shutdown. But Minnesota doesn't follow it. Oh, I was going to say, oh, because yeah. I knew that the parent company always did. The parent but company I, yeah. does, but we don't, like, observe that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's kind of like you take your PTO when you take your PTO. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. They do a shutdown, but you do have to take, you have to take your PTO if you want to get, um, get paid for it, I guess. Yes. But, I mean, I'm a contractor, so I don't get paid for any PTO I take. The same with ours, too. Yeah. Anyways, I have been babbling and babbling. So what have you been up to? I have spent more time trying to get into Red Dead Online than I have actually been playing Red Dead Online. I think there's something up with my account, actually, because I keep getting this error message that's a disconnection error message. And it happened, like, right when I was in the tutorial. Uh I got a disconnect... Then I went and logged back in. Then I was no longer in the tutorial. I was, like, in with other players, and there mm. was so much, like, there There were people shooting each other, and and I couldn't get back to the tutorial. And I think midway of trying to connect, I got disconnected. And then I think my account, like, the character that's on the Xbox is maybe out of sync with the character that's in the cloud, um, huh. Is what I what was what I read, and I know that they came out with a new patch recently. And I thought, well, maybe I'll try again. So I started logging in, and I got a message that a Rockstar had given me fifteen gold bars, which is the currency uh-huh. in the game. And I was like, oh, cool! I'm finally connecting. And then I got the disconnect message uh-huh. again. And so, quick question: Is <laughs> the Red Dead Online? And Red Dead Redemption 2, are they the same thing or are they different? The entities? online version it has is multiplayer and it has... But it's a version of Red Dead 2 kind of? I'm just kind of wondering if it's... So you have the story version, right? Okay, it's okay. Yeah, okay. The story. And then you have online. Okay. Um, online is more open world with mm-hmm. multiple players and you are... Um, it has all of like the animals and activities like camping and stuff like that that the single player mm-hmm. has. So did you finish story mode cuz last time we recorded was right when it came out. It was right when it came out and I was like 
partially through. So yes, I did. I finished the story and I finished the epilogue. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in the process of going through and doing some of the challenges because they have stuff like a horseman challenge. I just finished <laughs> up the gambler. Hor- horseman challenge. Horseman. <laughs> Where you become a horseman. Or a horseman. <laughs> Did you feel like I know with Red Dead One you were it was very emotional for you? Did you feel that same kind of impact with Red Dead Two, or was it? I did, and oh, and it's good with Red Dead Two. It was, you know, you're not, initially you're not playing as John Marston. You're playing as you know John Marston's gang member, yeah. Arthur. Um, Arthur I does guess spoilers, maybe, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it's yeah, yeah. Skip if you skip care the next about Red few Dead. Minutes. Yeah. If, like, <laughs> if you've been avoiding the internet, this is probably you're not listening anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Arthur has um, Arthur commits some very terrible deeds, and those deeds come back to haunt him in a very ironic way. Is okay. all I'll say. Um, and it and he ends up paying dearly for it, and. The story is Arthur can has a chance to change how he is mm-hmm. and decide how he how he wants his story to end. Interesting. And the way that the story ends is very spaghetti western. Oh, um, nice. And and fitting in many ways. Um you get a you get a chance to see also how John Marston and and his wife or his mm-hmm. you know um their story from a, from a from a third party. That's cool. And then uh, in the epilogue, you are you are no longer Arthur for uh, a, a reason, <laughs> <laughs> and you're John Marston, and oh, that's and, cool. it, and it picks up to where it's um, leading you to where he ends up okay. being where he is at Red Dead One. Oh. it's sort of pulp. Fictiony, right? Because you're playing it backwards. Like just like, oh, yeah. so this is more of like a prequel. Well, yeah, I kind of yeah, knew that because prequel. you're in the gang and John Marston was there. So yeah, yeah. You learn how John Marston got those scars on his face too, like early on in the game. Interesting. Yeah, I haven't. I've played a little God of War, but really, I haven't been playing too many games at all in the last month and a half. Just uh, doing, making too much checks mix, I guess. <laughs> checks mix the game. <laughs> uh, mostly sitting around and watching like American Pickers. That's <laughs> kind of my guilty pleasure okay. right now. <laughs> so my my like Netflix slash Prime mm-hmm. binge right now has been the marvelous Mrs. Maisel because the second season is out now. And I loved, loved the first season. Uh-huh. And the second season is a riot. I've had it recommended to me from you and other people. And I don't know. There's just part of me that's like, I don't know. Sometimes, you know, like if <laughs> this might say something about my personality. Sometimes if people are like, oh, you'd really like this. You'd really like this. I kind of like, you can't tell me what I'm going to like. <laughs> Really? <laughs> so I'm just like, eh, I'm not going to watch that. I've had people make fun of me about that. <laughs> uh, including me? Did I make fun of you about that? Oh, perhaps. 
Let me tell you, you will hate it. It's you shouldn't watch it. <laughs> well, I know the premise, right? She wants to be a stand-up, but she can't get in the clubs, and so they do like house stuff or kind of a circuit, kind her, of their own thing. Her talent is recognized at at, at a club that she storms into mm-hmm. um, by by a particular person who ends up being her biggest advocate. Mm-hmm. And and the comedy around that person, her name is Susie, um, and just the things that happen to Susie or mm-hmm. with Susie and Susie's whole personality is freaking refreshing and fantastic given the time period. Um, and then there's... it it It's sort of like Housewife Interrupted. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I don't know. I think it's less about people telling me I would like it and more about, I don't know. I don't need to watch another story about a woman breaking into an industry that women didn't break into, <laughs> couldn't break into. I've seen many, many of those stories and it just kind of feels like that's just a trope that's being beaten to death right now and I'm kind of tired of it. So Yeah, it's not... I don't know about trope. It, it's it's his, historical uh, because it kind of addresses how things were at the time period where yeah. a wife, um, you know, went to bed with her makeup on and then mm-hmm. got up in the middle of the night and took off her makeup and then woke up if her husband woke up and yeah. put her makeup back on and laid back down into bed. I just feel like you I've know. seen that so many times. You now. Have. It's like, I get it. Okay. <laughs> I haven't. I really enjoyed it. Mad um, Men, you know, they did that. And it's just, I don't know. It just, I just feel like it's kind of like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, there is kind of a, you, you can see the, maybe the parallel of Mad Men. Um, but I loved Mad Men, so. I did too. I just, you know, I feel like I've seen that kind of stuff before. But I think I would like it. Eventually I'll probably watch it, but just kind of like yeah i get it 50s were bad for women we know i've seen it many many times yeah <laughs> i like it for the humor i mean there's just yeah funny it it's freaking funny mm-hmm. and and the stand-up is enjoyable no mm-hmm. matter what time period you're from yeah it's um some of that some of the stand-up and the comedy still rings true mm-hmm. so um yeah i recommend it i was actually i was you know, I, as you probably heard, I threw out my back. Well, if you listen to the other episode. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. And so I've been going to the chiropractor like three times a week. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about, you know, you get to know like your person who's doing your physical rehab and stuff. Like you talk about, oh, what you binging on and stuff like that. And I, yeah. was, I mentioned it. And the, the lady who's like face down getting like electrical stim on the next table next to me is like oh god i love this so it's, yeah i think i i'm just being a weird weirdly stubborn about it yeah do you you do you sometimes uh sometimes you're you know become a weirdo well i don't I care be, i be one becomes a weirdo not you as in tara one as an I am a freak. Yeah, uh, you know it's not like I think I know some secret to life because I've seen it or anything like that. It's just, 
you know, it's it, I, you're just missing out, Cassandra. If only you watched it, you would know. <laughs> <laughs> you and I can't be friends now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God, I'm trying to think of other stuff. Well, Jeff and I watched Frasier. We watched all 11 seasons of Frasier. Okay, and I, I kind of gotta appreciate that because I never watched Frasier. <laughs> like, didn't like it in the 90s. Uh huh. Did you did you watch it and not like it, or did you just were busy doing other stuff? And if I was home and I was flipping through the channels and it was on, I would continue flipping. Yeah, it's the thing is like the first four seasons there there are some truly hilarious moments. Sure, I think because and... I found Frasier like the least interesting character on Cheers, like the least in. Except for his oh, wife, Lilith. I loved Frasier on Cheers, too. He's, he was like, you know, the con- contrast to the, the blue collar. You know, he kind of provided that uh, that uh, juxtaposition or contrast. But, no, it's there's some really funny stuff in it. And it's interesting to watch a show like that now because of how shows, shows are done now where it, even a sitcom will will carry over show to show whereas in the past with sitcoms people you know they were just insular episodes and you didn't reference old show you know you didn't reference old episodes and things like that right so you know in one episode you know you might get into a car accident and then it's just never mentioned again right because that's how sitcom worked they didn't have a, like a running storyline yeah yeah there was no there was There's no lore there was no well the thing was you know you'd watch it once a week and then there was no wikipedia on all the episodes and all the lore and all the things that happened so you know you watch that episode where they have a car accident like maybe in 5 years you'll see it in repeats but it's just not part of the context of the show anymore and so it's interesting to see people grow and see but what was in I, the writing like there were be, there'd be like a half a season that was like the writing is just bad like it was so like um one-dimensional so the characters it was yeah it was it would be really bad and then you'd notice like oh now it's picked up again. I wonder if they got new writers or if something happened. But the last few seasons are a little weak, of course. And that was, it's another thing interesting about now compared to then. Whereas now a show can do like, you know, three seasons and then decide to stop because they've told the story. Whereas in the past, it's like, oh, Frasier's really good. We just got to beat it to death and tell tell everybody wants to leave the show. We're going to have this show on all, you know, for 11 years. <laughs> Even though it probably should have ended after about five years. So. It's kind of what they did the Cheers, though. Oh, yeah. Same thing. I think a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot of sitcoms had that happen where they would just get go on and on and on when they probably should have quit. You know, oddly enough, when I, when you hear like interviews with Kit Harrington of how like he's so ready and so done with Game of Thrones, yeah, so happy to be ending yeah. it. But then then you think back, it's like okay, he was sort of just barely an adult when it yeah. came out, right? Yeah, so it was like almost half of his life of playing that character. 
<laughs> yep, I can understand that for sure. And, and I all can of also... the people that played the Stark children, right, just sort yeah. of became, came of age yeah. while filming. Yeah, I can definitely understand how you would be like, yeah, I don't want to be this character. Actually, in um, in Frasier, there's an episode where uh, Frasier, he had, his first wife was this uh, woman. It wasn't Lilith. It was a different woman. And they just had like a two-week marriage. It was kind of like this whirlwind romance thing. And she is a children's singer, you know, like... Um, I don't have kids, so I don't know who the popular children's like a Shirley MacLaine as Lamb Chop, or yeah, or yeah. Kinda? So yeah, so she had a character like that, and she would do performances, and yeah, so kids' performances, and she'd been doing it for like twenty years, and they run into each other again, and they just have this intense sexual chemistry, and she wants out of her. You know, she doesn't want to do it anymore. And she, like, looks at him and she's like, can you imagine what he'd feel like if you were playing the same character for 20 years? Because <laughs> at that point he'd been playing Fresh yeah. Frazier for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I But, I, you know, the people who would push shows to go on forever, I can understand that, too, where you're like, you know what? I, I like this job. I don't want this to end, you know, as an actor who... You know, it's not like you even know if you're going to get another job after after it ends. So, but I, I can understand if you're younger. I think probably for younger people, it's probably, they're probably like after, you know, like four or five years, you're just like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to do something else. And when you're like 40, you're like five years. That was like two minutes ago, wasn't it? <laughs> so... Well. I remember, like, with Game of Thrones, it was almost 10 years ago that we were talking about... I know! ...how... On a podcast, right? On our first, yes. first one. In the January, about. it's 10 years since our first show. Maybe I'll dig it up and put it out for people oh if they want to hear it. <laughs> I think that was the one I never put it on the feed. After, like, I took it off of our feed because I was so embarrassed by it. <laughs> It's called inaugural, inaugural because that was when Obama was inaugurated. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty. That was a pretty big deal back then. Yep. Just think about it. Like how much in the last ten years we've changed as people, as a country, as a world. Well, right now, we're watching. Um, we started watching How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. And I love that show, but it's so interesting to see. I was talking with Jeff yesterday about how humor, I I think a, the, it's been the biggest cultural shift in my lifetime in the last, like, because that show started in 2005 and the humor is just very different. And I don't think there would be, if a show started today, there probably wouldn't be a Barney character. I don't know if you watched How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. But, um. Because he's such a womanizer and there's just all sorts of things that you're just like, yeah, people would not be cool with Barney doing that now. It, isn't that interesting? <laughs> like, people are taking Baby It's Cold Outside oh, off the off of Airplay. Don't, see, we're getting in too serious a territory. <laughs> no, but I find it, like, retroactively people are hating. Yeah. It's like, no, the guy is not trying to rape her. She is trying to just, they both want to be there, but because she is not allowed to she's, enjoy sex, she has to justify these norms. Yes, yeah. she has to justify herself being there, and she has to resist because that's what a good girl does. <laughs> a good girl doesn't want sex. <laughs> 
So there has to be a reason for her to stay there. And, oh, it was too stormy. Oh, it is a good reason. But And the say what's in this drink thing, everybody's like, oh, he's roofing her. <laughs> it's like, no, people just said that. Like, ooh, I'm going to make a bad decision. What's in this drink? <laughs> you know, it's like, it's not really me. But, yeah. But I I need to dig up, hopefully... In this episode, I'm going to play some of our old classic songs. I need to dig them up, though. I do have my uh, Santa Baby from 2010. It was Gamer Santa Baby. Yeah. But Tara and I did a, a version of Baby It's Cold Outside called Sassy There's Noobs Online. Yes. <laughs> That was a good time. Like that was the the most interesting thing about that is we did not record it together. Yeah, we each sang our our separate piece, and then yeah, I edited it, it together, and, and it went together surprisingly well. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, ah, the good old days. <laughs> I also need to find ninety nine words for dong. Not a Christmas song, but a classic. Yes, you know. <laughs> We really are politically incorrect before it was supposedly awesome to be politically incorrect. And now it's really terrible to be politically incorrect. But, but I'll just continue to be that way. Yeah. <laughs> we, we don't have that many listeners. You all are in wow. on a joke, right? And we're not like fuck all insensitive or anything mm-hmm. like that. We're not, we're not entirely horrible We're people. just, you know... Usually drunk and horny, so yeah. <laughs> now should I tell you about the uh, talk about like the the article that I sent you that I found yes. hilarious? Yes, because this is you know, so this news article I found when I was you know every morning I get up, I go down to the garage, I look at Maven, I drink my coffee, and I read the news. <laughs> and so this headline caught me. It was like, "Falmo Santa horrifies parents." Yeah. So organizers of a Christmas event have apologized to outraged parents after a fire alarm reportedly prompted Santa Claus to burst out of his grotto, rip off his beard, and scream at children to get the fuck out. The incident occurred at an event in the English town of St. Ives, Cambridgeshire, on Sunday, when an alarm at a nearby but unconnected event caused an evacuation of the building, organizers said. While parents and children were already evacuating, Santa Claus tore into the room and started causing havoc. A customer said on Facebook, he came charging in, ripped his hat and beard off in front of 50-odd kids, and started shouting and swearing at people to leave, the post said. (laughs) You should be ashamed of yourself acting like that in front of children. That is no way... He sh- there is no way he should be allowed near a child. Oh, yes. He should be put on the list, the permanent naughty list of sex offenders. <laughs> <laughs> this nightmare before Christmas prompted an apology from the event's organizers who explained that the fire alarm had gone off in an unrelated family-friendly, quote, rave, unquote, <laughs> taking place in the same building. And Santa had merely been trying to help. <laughs> A family-friendly rave sounds like the most boring rave that has ever happened like in the history of the world. Social rave. <laughs> you have to like 
family. So there's so now I have like this other like there's glow sticks, there's yeah. pie face paint, there's, there's no hoops. No offending songs and the like fifty ten year olds dancing around like spazzes. <laughs> Jingle bells <laughs> and Santa rips in. So I wonder I wonder if his like fur if there's black lights, like he just yeah. ripped in with a glowing beard <laughs> and face, and then he just ripped off. You, you know, know, there's been rave Santas. There's been many rave Santas before at, at much more fun raves. Oh, this, yeah. but I was laughing because what it reminded me of. This is was Seinfeld. I don't know if you watched. Did you watch Seinfeld? A little. Yeah, I can't remember. You were out partying in the '90s. I was at home watching TV. <laughs> um. But there's an episode where George goes to a kid's birthday party and there's a clown and like uh, the oven sets the fire alarm off and he's like, fire, fire. And he's like pushing all the kids and the old ladies out of the way to get out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> but it says in the article that he, you know, he just was trying to help. But I'm like, Santa, why rip off your beard and start swearing? Like, I understand he's panicking, right? Yeah, he's probably but, lost his cool. Exactly. Well, obviously, but it's just like, really? Like, he just stepped out. Of, he, there was no way he could stay in character and be like, ho, 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 please line up for the exit. Ho, well, wouldn't. Ho, ho. <laughs> yeah, so panic. Like, okay, first of all, find out if there's actually a fire. Like, right. when you hear a fire alarm, is the first thing you think uh, panic and screaming? No. And when I think of fire chimney, the first thing I think of is Santa. <laughs> so maybe the Santa had his pants on fire. I don't know. <laughs> and then as Santa, you'd be like, you want them to orderly leave. You don't want the children to stampede on each other. Yeah, I think Santa. Maybe he had a little shot or something before he went to... <laughs> A mother told the local newspaper, Cambridgeshire Live, My friend's little boy was upset as his dad was carrying him out, and Santa told him to get the fuck out. (laughs) She had to tell her children that the man wasn't the real Santa, Mm -hmm. but an imposter who was going on the naughty list. (laughs) For sure. And had played Santa for the last time. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The event's set to go out ahead again um, probably this weekend, but the organizers did not immediately respond to uh, this newspaper uh, for a request for comment. Not, <laughs> they've not confirmed whether or not the same Santa Claus will return. I'm going to guess probably not. Probably not. But, you know, he is wearing a costume, so it could be the same guy. Nobody'd know. Right. Maybe he's like the brother of the organizer. You're like, Stan, he, he's not a work. He needs a job. Stanta. <laughs> Stanta. <laughs> I don't know why, where the name Stan came from. Stanta Claus. Stanta Claus. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So are you getting yourself any Christmas presents? Um, I kind of got myself the Christmas present in, in getting Red Dead. Uh, that was like the game I was. I've been looking forward to all uh-huh. year. I've enjoyed my Christmas present. Now I'm kind of done with it because I've done. Mo- <laughs> well, I, now I, I it's like a week 86- till Christmas. You got to yeah. get yourself another Christmas present. Oh, I know. What would I get? I mean, I've got. I kind of just have everything I want. I know it's a nice place to be in life. 
You know what? Okay, so maybe I should get myself a nice funeral plot or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> now that I'm old, isn't that what you do? Exactly. Maybe contribute a little bit extra to the mortgage payment this year or in, yeah. into my 401k. Well, okay, so this is going to sound like spam. I put put this on my Facebook and I'm like, okay, how do I make this sound like not spam? Because it sounds like spam. So right around Thanksgiving, a friend I used to work with, she sent me a, a private message on Facebook. And she's like, I know this sounds like spam, but it's not spam. There's a site called missingmoney.com. And it lists uh, people and and money that they're owed, that the state is trying to pay them back. And you're on the list. And she's like, it's it's totally legit. So... I looked and I did some research on it, and I actually think, look, thinking back, I remember it's been around since '99, and it's yeah. a bunch of different states and provinces. And so, if you have money that somehow you've forgotten about or you missed, overpaid or, on a phone bill or something like, like for that, example. right? Yeah. So I look up, and all it says is say your name, and then who it's from, and. It might have information about the source and then whether it's under or over a hundred dollars. Is it um, is it only for the U.S.? I think there's some Canadian provinces too, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think it's not the U.K. And so I went and I looked, and it's like mine said that it was a savings from Chase Bank, and it was over a hundred dollars. I'm like, I have no idea what this is. So then I go and I, I you, you click on it and they're like, you know, is this you? Fill out the information and we'll get the money to you. So we fill, I fill is it, it out. Is it a gov? It's or... not a gov. It's a com, which sounds really weird. Oh, no. That sounds like really weird because you're giving your personal information. That I know. does sound weird. It does sound weird. It sounds totally weird. And I and ask for your social security number. Oh, fuck no. Which is also very, very scary. But I'm like, I did research on it. I looked it up, and it was a legit site. And so I put it in, and I signed, said it was me and signed up for the money. And about three weeks later, I got a check from the Minnesota Budget Department for $1,018. Wow. I have no idea where the money's from. Like, where it came. I must have, like, maybe a job I had, like, in the 90s. I put some money in some account through them, and then it just accrued over time. Or I have no idea where the, So now I have $1,000, and I'm like, what do I want to do with this $1,000? <laughs> and it was making me laugh because you're like, maybe I'll make an extra payment on the house. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so old. <laughs> I know. It's so it goes, is right? definitely it is definitely legit, legit. I research it. It's called missingmoney.com. I think I looked to see if you guys were on there and I didn't see anything, but you should check again. Yeah, I have a pretty common name, but yeah. Well, cuz it'll say your address. So mm-hmm. it'll be like, is this your name? Have you ever lived at this address? And could mm-hmm. this be your account? And then you put it in cuz yeah, one of my coworkers, he was on there. And he was, he was like, because you have to put your social security That's number. That's so creepy. I don't like that doing is, that for even I, I for know, anything. I like, know, I know. You sign up for insurance, they want your social. I'm like, you don't need my social security I number. I know, it was so insurance. hard. But I'm like, you know what? I looked, you know, so I did like Snopes. I did scams. I did all. Yeah. And most of where I would find references to it were people saying, 
this is a this other thing is a scam go to missingmoney.com and use that site to oh, see wow. if you're missing money yeah <laughs> wow so that's pretty cool so yeah i got an extra thousand bucks and i'm like well maybe i'll go i was like let's go on a vacation jeff and I want to go to Mexico, but he doesn't want to go to Mexico. But then, I don't know. We're just thinking, because this next June is our 25th anniversary. So I think we're going to to have a second honeymoon, which means I might not be going to Convergence this year. (laughs) I think that's okay. I know. I haven't missed a year in like 15 years, but, you know, I guess for my 20, for my husband, I, you know, I can, I can maybe skip it for a year. Yeah, my gosh. I'm kind of bummed because it'd be it's the first year at a new venue, but I'm thinking about <sighs> skipping this year. You have my permission. <laughs> yeah, convergence has kind of been. I I don't know. I think it'll be interesting at a new venue, and plus, I'm starting to love Crypticon more and more because it's yeah. a smaller con. But yeah, so missingmoney.com if you're in Canada or in the U.S., check oh, it out. Speaking of internet finds, so I was listening to This American Life in an episode of How I Read It, uh-huh. or How I Read It, depending on how you read it. <laughs> um, and they're talking about how you how people will read something and, and interpret something in, in, you know, in a different way mm-hmm. than somebody else might. Yeah, and, it's like if you have a horoscope, horoscope, you know, you could ev- people read into it like you're like oh yeah that's totally me but you can have the same thing for every language. language yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and so what I found is that they had interviewed these uh, couple developers that were um, noticing you know those everybody has this person on their Facebook maybe you are that person <laughs> who posts those inspirational quotes mm-hmm. with the profound background. Of like, oh, I don't know, somebody staring up at the stars. Or... Double rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> so intense. <laughs> Go ahead. A seal with an eel up its nose. I don't know. <laughs> That's a real thing. Um, I haven't seen that one. <clears throat> so they had, they decided, they, they asked, you know, can. <laughs> I'm sorry, she just brought up the site and I'm laughing at I it. Know, I know, I <laughs> know. So like, through machine learning, can, is it possible for a bot? To create these, right? Uh-huh. And they found out, yes. Now, initially, they ran through some gra- grammar errors and things like mm-hmm. that. And sometimes, so this this site is called inspirobot.me, M-E, and it generates random, random quotes. Ins- inspira- inspirational quotes. In- inspirational in quotes, quotes. <laughs> Against a uh, an inspiring background of a sunset or a champion or or something. So yes, exactly. And so, <laughs> just the idea is if you just take some words and put them on a background, mm-hmm. like like a guy holding a sparkler, <laughs> or a man with whose silhouette is the sunrise in the background, mm-hmm. does it suddenly make it inspirational? <laughs> So here's one. I'm going to generate one real quick. And there's a guy holding a camera, I guess. A camera. At first I thought it was like a, like a Glock, but it's um, a silhouette. It's a silhouette. It says it's never too late to be healthy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here's uh, one that says you don't have to live forever in order to hypnotize somebody. It's, (laughs) it's a guy staring at a screen. 
The first one that was on there that I laughed at was tragedy is always under underrated, literally. Yes. <laughs> yes. We can't change things by stalking ourselves. We can just challenge things by worshiping ourselves. It shows it looks like Trump Tower. It does. <laughs> Uh, here's the guy staring up at the Aurora Borealis, maybe? Yeah. Says, common sense defines great comedy as doing the same act every night and telling oneself that it's for one's own good. That sounds like masturbation, actually. <laughs> I gotta fall we asleep. I just, mine I, works. I gotta fall asleep. <laughs> this is for my own good. <laughs> On that bombshell. Could it be that lost moments are lost moments because of string theory? Um, so this <laughs> quote shows a woman in a in a looks like a darkened street at a bus stop, looking all sad, looking down, sitting slouched forward, hunched forward, her hair hanging in her face. There's like a, a shining spotlight on her. <laughs> He looks lone. Could it be that oh, lost moment? Yes. So I, I recommend using Inspirobot for, yeah. uh, you know, those Just, days when somebody's like, I need an inspiring code. You can also... Trust um, facts. Remember the abuse. What the hell? Them. You can also follow Spir- Inspirobot on Twitter. Ah, oh, nice. And Facebook. And you can generate some of these two inspirational posters, T-shirts, mugs, and stickers. <laughs> so, which I think is a nice little gig, right? That mm-hmm. They've got going on. Oh yeah. Um, I I yeah I have uh, thoroughly enjoyed Inspirobot. Is, <laughs> um, my I think my favorite. So the first one that I clicked on when I reached Inspirobot was a uh, pink background with some green, uh, you know, a little green wind-up teeth toy. Uh-huh. And it said, uh, don't think of it as a project. Think of it as impending doom. <laughs> I found something yes. inspirational in that. And uh, maybe you will, too. And on that <sighs> note, I suppose we should uh, yes, wrap her up. I got to go make my bouche de Noël. <laughs> Bush Noel. Noel's Bush. <laughs> if your name is Noel and you're listening to this, don't send a picture of your bush, please. <laughs> See, and this is how we've grown in 10 years. Yes. 10 years ago, she would have asked you to please do so. I didn't say don't show a dick pic. I just said, I want to see your bush. <laughs> there we have it. All right. If you want to reach us, you can do so on the web at tmpgoti.com. And, of course, on Twitter, still at TMPGOTI. Yes. We're not really on Twitter much. We're, Facebook is really, I mean, we have a group. We have a page. Yeah. Look us up, baby. Yeah, boomer. All right. That's Merry fun. Christmas. Happy holidays. Cool Yule. Happy Hanukkah, even though I think it's over now. Yeah. Merry Solstice. Happy pagans can- candle nights if you listen to the McElroy podcasts. Light happy Diwali. <laughs> yeah. To my friends in India. <laughs> Hell yeah. Indians know how to do holidays. 
they have a million of them and they all get work off for them. I work, we have like remote people I yeah. work with and I'm like, damn. Good team and Shania work with. Every three weeks you get a couple days off for a holiday. You guys know how to party. <laughs> You're doing it right. We've got teams in Shanai, teams in Ukraine, teams in Brazil. Yeah. yeah. Nuts. Anyways, we digress. We digress. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye, gang. Hey cats and kittens, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Hope you're enjoying two episodes this week. Once again, sorry I didn't get the other one out, but you know, life. As a special treat this week, here is a blast from the past. It is me singing Santa Baby. Well, my version, which is Gamer Santa Baby from 2010. It's a little dated, but hey, I think a lot of the stuff still uh, still sticks. Although uh, I don't think many people are still using their move controllers. But <laughs> anyways, have a great 2019 and enjoy. Santa baby. Just slip an iPad under the tree for me Been an awful good girl, Santa baby So hurry down the chimney tonight Santa baby, Blu-ray box sets of Doctor Who will do I'll wait up for you, dear Santa baby So hurry down the chimney tonight Think of all the restraint I've shown Think of all the newbies that I could have pwned Next year I'll be just as good if you check out my Christmas list Santa baby, I want an Xbox And that's not a lot Been an angel all year, Santa baby So hurry down the chimney tonight Santa honey, one little thing I really need, Assassin's Creed, oh, and Starcraft and Fable 3, Santa cutie, so hurry down the chimney tonight. Santa cutie, fill my stocking with the connect. what the heck? We can dance all night long, Santa cutie So hurry down the chimney tonight Come and trim my Christmas tree With a move controller and a PS3 I really do believe in you 
play with your wee. Ooh. Santa baby forgot to mention one little thing: a ring. Don't mean the red ring of death, Santa baby. So hurry down the chimney tonight. Hurry down the chimney tonight. Hurry tonight.